We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Today, we're talking about, get this, baseball. As a former finalist for Baseball Writer of the Year, Baseball Column of the Year, and then when I didn't win, I gave up baseball for golf. A good career move, in my opinion, but since I have been relatively out on baseball, yet once a year, I try to dive back in and say, hey, is it going to grab me again like it used to? Probably not a great choice of words, but either way. I want, to, I want to give it a shot. With so few sports going on, baseball restarting, it's a condensed season, so I don't have to follow it for 162 games. It seems like it could be on my level here. So today we're going to talk about just an intro to baseball, maybe some prop bets, uh, maybe some strategy for daily fantasy, and try to get everyone up to speed if they want to jump in to the DraftKings baseball game, whether it be through DraftKings or DraftKingsSportsBook.com. You just want to get in. Just enjoy some baseball. That's what I want to do. So smash the like button to the episode in the comment section give me your favorite future prop whether it be a player prop a team prop an over and under whatever it is for this baseball season and remember to rate and review the pat mayo experience podcast five stars that would go a long way to help out this show and keeping it as free of charge like it always is joining me on the line to talk about all of this is kevin adams from ftn daily and ftn bets fade the noise.com who, you know, he's a 10-time live finalist when it comes down to it. He's, you know, the CEO of Fade the Noise. But the biggest accomplishment Kevin has is working with Tommy for, like, five years and not being taken out by the deep state. What's going on, Kevin? (laughs) What up, Pat? I did not see the uh, Tommy reference so early in the appearance, but uh, glad we got it out of the way. What's up, my man? I've always uh, wanted to be on your show, so this is a big day for me. Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, who can I get for baseball? I was like, Garyan. So everyone should follow at Garyan Thorne, and then Garyan's like, I'm busy. So I was like, all right, I've got to find someone else to go and do this now. Oh, so wow, I, I really just was told I was second choice. I appreciate that. Well, you were, like, fifth choice, but I'm not going to list the guys in between. But either way, <laughs> I met you at the Fantasy Baseball World Championships when it was in Toronto. That was the first time we actually met. So I was like, hey, Kevin knows baseball. This is going to be perfect. Correct. And believe it or not, I was not in that final. I don't want to get any false credit. I was Tommy's proxy because we all know he probably did not have a valid passport. Um, (laughs) But for what it was a fantastic night of uh, debauchery in Toronto. Um, I'm a big fan of your city. And yeah, I mean, I've been to other baseball finals, but not that one. Uh, I actually went to a 
baseball final at the Playboy Mansion, Pat, which uh, is a whole nother Zoom call for another day. Yeah, I am just a collection of daily fantasy players at the Playboy Mansion. Is that the most awkward setup of all time? It really is. I mean, there's a few of us that have like, you know, wives and things. So there's confirmed sex, but <laughs> most of them are just, yeah, like a little bit out of their league at the uh, Playboy Mansion. Um, I The grotto was quite legendary as all the, all the stories say, man, it's pretty much right online. So I want to kind of dig in just as an overview of baseball right now uh by the time that you're watching this the first game might be like rained out or something like that so uh, as a as disclosure uh, whether i release this on a thursday evening or a friday morning we're recording this on thursday afternoon july 23rd so we're not going to be talking about the first two games the main slate uh we'll try to pack towards the end of the show but i want to talk some futures but before we get into that when you're assessing future props and how the season is going to play out how do you even go about that in like trying to create a model or try to come up with over-unders knowing that at any time the best player could be taken out because they test positive for COVID or, you know, all of a sudden teams could be running at a triple A team. I, I theorized this to Jeff on the cut sweat show last week that I really thought that this could be a time to hammer underdogs to win divisions and that kind of thing. Cause there's random variance in baseball on a shorter sample. Anyway, that's why when you let it play out over 162 games that, you know, the water will find its level, but uh, what if someone just has like, I, I forget what year it was, whenever Chris Shelton hit like 45 home runs and uh, right. in April and then never hit another right. one for the rest of his career. Like we're going to see weird shit like that happen throughout the course right. of this entire season because it's so short that I, I kind of said that like of all of the divisions, why not just take the longest odds and hope that one of them comes through? Like there are teams right now that are like 250 to one to win their division. Yeah, so the way I do this is selfishly, I just hire really smart people that give me data and information for free in our Slack chat. <laughs> and so at, at MLB Moving Averages is a damn, like, he's a savant and a genius. He's a 15-year options and stock trader that's created a model like I've never seen before as far as all the different uh, variations. And it's more of a buying and selling and put call model, you know, if you follow stocks. And there's so much correlation between sports betting and stocks. I mean, you could hear a conversation of someone talking each and not know which they're talking about. Uh, I'm going to steal that line from him because there really is. I mean, it's all about finding value, uh, selling at the right time, all those different things. I do agree that that's, you know, you can definitely try to go that long shot route and he's got a whole like system to do so, but that's not really how I bet Pat. I'm more looking for, two, three, four really solid bets within the whole pool. And I think I've come up with a, a few of them and I posted them at FTN bets. Uh, one of them is the Rockies total. And I think, again, I'm going to be pounding unders on most sports for props because to hit an over, you still need the player to perform to his projection and maybe exceed it, which is never a given in sports. And now you have no training, no prep time, and possibly COVID that could put people out. Uh, you miss a week here, and in football, you miss a couple games, and the over is pretty much dead. So I know smashing unders is not real fun. It's not sexy, but, oh, you're going to see me posting a lot of unders. Um, and especially with the Colorado Rockies, our model, both myself and John, had 23 and a half. And right now, you can get it at 26 and a half at most books. And if you look around on our prop shop, you can even find it 
at 27 and a half. So I'm putting like a two unit bet on Rockies under 27 and a half wins. Yeah, I do because uh, you guys have just launched Fade the Noise, uh, FTNBets.com, FTNDaily.com. Do you want to bring up um, just kind of showing me what you were show the show the viewers what you were showing me before we came on air in terms of like searching for these because this is pretty cool. I really like this. Yeah, so this is the prop shop. I mean, we basically took live APIs from every legal book, every single uh, operator. And you can just go into your state. Of course, if you're not lucky enough to be in a state yet, you can look here and then call your buddy Joe at the barbershop. Um, <laughs> but what you can do here is search for a player. And let's say uh, we're interested in Kershaw. And it's just going to be that quick where every single bet that Kershaw has on the public market, of course, the legal market, is right here in front of your face. And you can go ahead and shop correctly. And like I was talking about with the Rockies, you just put in Rockies and there we go. And what I really love is the multi-sport function. So, you know, you just go back and forth LeBron to Trout and over and over. I mean, for me personally, I posted 660 major league props last year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is going to save me hours upon hours upon hours of shopping around for the best line uh, for my customers. So Again, this is kind of developed out of selfish needs, Pat. Yeah, well, I mean, that's always the thing. You want to maximize the efficiency. So you did you actually post over 600 props last year, you said? Yes, 660 Major League Baseball props, 65.3% plus 130 units at minus 136.6 average juice. And now you can easily, instead of just having 28 tabs open at the top of your screen, you can go through it and figure that out. I should let everyone know if uh, people want to use promo code MAYO at checkout at FTN, whether it's FTN Daily, FTN Bets, you get yourself a discount on these products as well. I, I've been using them. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, everyone knows that I try. I join all the sites and I try everything out. Like this is one of the coolest features uh, that I've seen out there so far. But let's just, just kind of steer back to baseball. Like, uh, yeah. Talk to me like I don't know anything about baseball because I don't know anything about baseball anymore. I don't even know, like, know who the good players are. So I have Mookie Betts sign like a gigantic deal with the Dodgers. I was like, that Mons. makes sense. I know who that is going to be. But I'm looking at some of these props pages with like stolen base leader or highest average. Like I legit don't know who these guys are anymore. So who are the teams that we're looking at that should be considered the favorites in all of this? Oh, I mean, the Dodgers and the Yankees are pretty much the, the 1A, 1B and anybody else who knocks them off is a, is a surprise to me. They are so loaded that, I mean, I'm a Dodgers fan, so of course I'm very biased here, and they're going to find some way to break my heart like they have since 1988. But they are just so stacked from, you know, one to nine. Uh, it's just probably one of the best lineups I've ever seen. And then you go over to the Yankees, same thing. It's just murderer's row. But their pitching staff this year, That's that was really their – their Achilles heel last year, like putting Garrett Cole on top with 326 strikeouts last year, which is like one of 19 pitchers in the modern era to hit that total. And then you add Adam Adovino and Chapman and their, their bullpen is just incredibly nasty. They have something like five guys with a 35% K rate or higher on their staff. And so one thing I'm really going to be looking at this baseball season is bullpen usage and bullpen arms, because I don't think any of these starters are going to get stretched out real far. Uh, they just haven't had the same type of offseason. And if anyone knows pitching, you you just don't go from not pitching a lot 
or two pitching a lot. So I'm thinking a hundred pitches at most for a lot of people, maybe you get like a Trevor Bauer get stretched out further, but very few guys. And then therefore, you know, when you're doing your DFS analysis, you're doing your prop analysis to just look at the starter and not take into account who's coming in after is a mistake. So would that have you lean towards potentially using, I guess, I, in showdown slates, for example, you're just playing a single mm-hmm. game to maybe load up on a bullpen once you get a better grasp of what's going on? Because it's weird because you can say a team has a really great bullpen, but we've seen like quarter seasons, half seasons where like really shitty bullpens look really good all of a sudden. And by like the all-star break, they completely melt down because none of these guys were good anyway. Like how do we factor that in to like the initial analysis of what we're doing? Oh, it's definitely a, a shit show to say the least as far as analysis. And I think like the old school baseball guys are going to really struggle this year. And the DFS player is going to have his time in the, in the sun because it's going to be quick reactions, taking into account each lineup every day. Like, you know, you ask for specific props for tomorrow. Like I need to know the lineups, right? I can't give out good bets until I see how many lefties are against the lefty. Right. And, I need to know everyone's K rate against a certain pitch type. Um, we have all those types of things at FTN daily and bets where, you, you know, we have like a pitch type versus instead of like old school BVP, like how does this guy hit a guy who throws his fastball 52% of the time? That's the kind of information you want in 2020. And that's the kind of stuff that we need to, to make decisions for good bets. So I would, you know, just going back to your original question, you really got to wait and just kind of take it. I can't give a firm answer on how the hell we're going to approach this baseball season because it's such an unknown. Yeah, well, if you're strategizing at least early, whether you're playing props or you're playing daily fantasy, and it's like the first week of the season, before anyone really knows what's going on or how this is going to affect everyone, like you said, maybe some guys are more stretched out than others, and we're just not going to know that. That is mm-hmm. there any sort of like contrarian strategy, like on a very micro level? Because looking at stuff at a macro level right now, whether it's like season long props, like you said, unders seem to be a smarter bet than overs in a lot of situations. And mm-hmm. I would actually think, like, I, I just looked at the Dodgers' odds on DraftKings Sportsbook in order to win, you know, the A or the NL West. They're minus seven fifteen. Like, they might not win That's that. Crazy. Division. They might not win that division over sixty games. You know what I mean? Of course, the Arizona has by far the best value in that division. They're like, what is it, plus 400 or something? I guess I can actually look since I'm in the pop shop. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's see, like, you know, they have a, a decent roster. I mean, is it a long shot? Yes, but well, you know, they're paying you plus 900 to 1100. So you can see there's a lot of difference in, in these lines, too. It's pretty shocking. Um, and, and we really love this. And if I can show you another tool, am I allowed to do that? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Just, just sell me on it. <laughs> yeah, like this thing is crazy. And to me, I want the books to be fair to us because it's so hard to be profitable, so hard to win in betting that they should give us the best odds. They're already rich. You know what I mean? They don't need all of our money. So this thing makes you feel like you can't lose. Just because it's so fun to play. Yeah, with. I, I don't think I would sell yourself as someone who can't lose. That's probably not, right. you're not Vegas Dave, are you? Uh, absolutely not. I lose quite often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see uh, whatever your bet size is, you put it in here. Uh, I live in Colorado. So let me change it to Colorado. That's really cool. And so like uh, when I, when I lose every parlay I make this year, at least in that big font, I'll feel like a winner, right? Correct. And then we're going to change it to DraftKings because they're the best. 
and we're going to play now. And then it takes you right over to DraftKings and gets you into the bet. So yeah, I mean, these kind of tools here are all free too. Uh, we just want, again, we kind of want to make these books give us the best odds. Again, it's a selfish thing. You notice how everything ties back to helping me. I'm just looking at like, like, do you have any take on like most home runs, strikeout leaders? Like there are any players in particular with the way that this is set up that you actually like? Or again, is that looking too much at a macro view of this? And we should be taking this game by game, week by week before we develop any sort of strategy. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably get uh, in trouble for giving another free one out. But I've also posted Garrett Cole most strikeouts. Uh, it's just he's plus 230. And unless he gets hurt, I really don't see any way he doesn't smash that again. Uh, I don't know if the books are completely factoring in that the National League has the, the designated hitter this year. Um, pitcher strike out at a 44% rate. That is as of before last season. Excuse me, 47% rate. So you can see what a significant drop-off that is for those National League pitchers to have to face a real hitter uh, three, four times a game versus you know a chump. Yeah, so Garrett Cole is plus 225. Uh, Max Scherzer is plus 550 right now. So I guess there's a bit of factor into that that maybe Scherzer won't pile up as many strikeouts. But is there a flip side to that where, I mean, you're going to lose the 40% strikeout rate of a pitcher, but does that keep some pitchers in the game longer potentially? I think the the offseason and the COVID factor will kind of eliminate that edge if we think we can get it, that I don't think a lot of pitchers are going to be stretched out far. And I'm also very curious to see what they do after the season to see if they send uh, like a bunch of studs to Dominican or one of these places for summer ball or winter ball, excuse me, because you can't go as a pitcher and pitch 60 innings one year and then 200 the next. The arm doesn't work that way. So uh, it's very curious to see how they get these guys the necessary innings without also blowing them up over the 60 games. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at these division odds once again. Like, are there, besides the Diamondbacks, uh, who could potentially p- maybe make a run, is there any team like, I look at someone like the Blue Jays, for example, with just all of these young hitters who yep. God knows where they're even going to play at this point. I was about to say, it is kind of weird. To, I was almost thinking, like, just fade everything Blue Jay right now because they, you know, they're such a hot mess. But go ahead. But could you, could you work this one of two ways? Like, they have a bunch of young players who really have no like gigantic long-term success or even long-term availability in the major leagues where they're used to either playing minor league ball or somewhere else that they're used to playing in different stadiums all the time that maybe that they're the perfect team for this, that it won't affect them as much. That's just me projecting onto it, but we know the capability of their bats that because the season is so short and in a very small sample that if they can just get like league average or just even above average, just you know, people who outperform their FIP or something like that from their mm-hmm. starting pitchers or just a hot bullpen, whatever it might be. Do they have the bats enough to just potentially be a team that just hits a bunch of home runs and they win games that way? I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm an ex-pitcher, so I always kind of feel like pitching is going to kind of decide the story in the end. But like you said, the 60-game thing is, is really unusual. That if that lineup is one of the best in the league, I just really want to know where the hell they're playing <laughs> because, you know, if you put them in a huge, a huge park, it really takes away uh, what they can do. And, you know, the, the Homer dome is something else. Like everyone talks about Coors, but that, that place you have up in Toronto is no joke for home runs. So there's a big, you're taking away a big element of why they're a 
so appealing to us is because we've always seen him play in that park. Um, me personally, I'm also, <laughs> you're gonna be like, geez, Kev, more unders. Like I love unders in like these major markets. I think like homers are betting them up. So like under Cubs, um, I know Baltimore is not a major market, but under Baltimore, I can see them winning like 15 games max. I mean, the, the uh, Baltimore over under right now is 20 and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. And and when I brought this up to Feinberg, when I was talking about it, I was like, hey, maybe uh, the Orioles plus, two, sorry, not even plus 250, 250 to one to win the AL East. He's like, they basically have a triple A team as yep. it is. It's um, one of the worst rosters I've ever seen. Yeah, it's terrible. So the Cubs, though, are 32 and a half as their win over under. And it's actually juiced to the over. It's minus 115 to the over, minus yep. 105 to the under. So that would be an underplay for you? Underplay, yeah. I mean, after you, Darvish, and, you know, it, the, the pitching staff really falls off a cliff. Uh, they, too, seem to be one. I mean, this is the why I love analytics, Pat, because to try to figure out who's good in COVID and who's not, like, no one knows and anyone who says they do are absolutely bullshit. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's to me, I'm just going to use analytics as much as I possibly can from previous seasons and apply them and maybe reduce like, Hey, if a guy threw an average of this many pitches, I'm going to reduce it by 10, 15% uh, when I'm kind of figuring out K props because K and other pitching props, like I just already said is kind of my specialty. Um, so well, that'll, that'll be how I approach things. If we're talking about analytics, what do you find are the most sticky stats year to year? Like in golf, I talk about, you know, putting tends to be pretty variant from round to round, putt to putt, yeah. but off the tee tends to be a bit stickier. The good players off the tee tend to always be the good players off the tee, not every round, but for the majority of rounds, the high majority of rounds where the worst putter in the field could be the best putter in the field the next round, then back to the worst putter in the field. Like it's just mind blowing how crazy that is now when you think of something like home run rate we know that there's a baseline for that some people overperform it some people underperform it but that like something like batting average of balls in play like over the course of a giant season you know that's probably going to go back down to what like around 300 of of balls in play like somewhere around that baseline but for this small of a sample like someone could have a bad of like 450 this year couldn't they yeah to me now we're just going to look at launch angle and velocity and those type of statistics and how hard the ball is coming off the barrel of the bat. And then also, you know, how much, and on the pitching side, I'm also looking at like swing. you asked the best to me, it's the swinging strike rate because, you know, if a pitcher can actually get a guy to swing and miss at a ball in the zone, that is an amazing skill. Uh, it's so hard to get someone to swing at a pitch in the zone and still get him to actually miss it. So those are the guys that we're really looking at on the K side. Um, and then, like I said, on the hitting side, we we don't need to look at those older stats. Now we can really get down to specific pitch type, specific uh, barrel rate versus pitch type, uh, looking at the park and where a guy pitch. I mean, it's to the point now it's baseball analytics has gone just so next level that you can really take it as far as you want. And that's why when people say, well, why would you subscribe to a site? Like, I don't think people really understand how to decipher fan graphs properly. You know, um, it's a lot of good information, but how do you decipher it and apply it to a pitching prop that you're staring at? So uh, that's kind of the way the two stats, if I could give you are the, the barrel rate, the swing and strike rate. All right, so you've won six figures a bunch of times, or at least more than once uh, on DraftKings. Much better than I'm doing. Much better than I think people out there are doing. But 
so you have your sticky stats that you really want to go to. When you're thinking about playing DraftKings, at least for the first, let's say, two weeks and trying to get it on these big slates, because you know that the money is going to be pumped in. People are excited to play again. You're going to have oh, people yeah. like you're, you're going to have people like me in the lobby, like trying to fill out lineups. So you're playing against like absolute dead lineups to begin with. If you're That's just so a walk, yeah, the, the big, big fish, Pat Mayo, uh, which is actually absolutely true, no matter what sport that I'm playing in. But if I wanted to be better this time around, what should I be doing? Like, what, what, sh- what are some mistakes that people are going to make right off the hop? And what are a few things that people should be doing in the DraftKings lobby, whether it be tournament selection or even just picking yep. my teams right now? I was just about to say you nailed it. Tournament selection is one. I mean, if you really don't care if you're looking at it as entertainment, which I think is fine. Like, I, you I to- do. I, that, that's yeah. absolutely how I go about this. That hey, I want to have, I want to, ha- I want to fill out a lineup in a bigger contest, knowing that exactly. I'm probably going to lose. But if I get a sweat going, I want to have a sweat going. So what should I be doing here? <laughs> I talk about that all the time. So people say, well, why would I spend? Well, I mean, you go to Disneyland with the kids, and you know, most men are miserable that whole day, and then they spend like seven, eight, nine hundred dollars, right? Um, maybe more. So to me, it's like if you're spending $100 on DraftKings and that's the way you look at it, you don't care about your return on investment. Yeah, play the Millie Maker. I mean, there's one up now that we were laughing about, Pat, before the show. It's a million entries on a different site um, where you like have to beat 790,000 people to win $2 or something. It's I would still stay out of those I mean, because I don't even think even for an entertainment purposes, that's kind of frustrating to look at those types of odds. So really look at your three maxes, your five maxes. I love the 20 max at the $3 and the $4 that DraftKings has. Every day, those things do fill quick. So if you like those, what I do, Pat, is just like reserve 20 entries. And then once I get my lineups, I come back and fill them out later. Um, in baseball, you always want to stack. Like if you're in a GPP, I think you're kind of foolish if you're trying to get a nine, pull together like a 19 parlay or of different teams and hitting the exact guy. It's really, really yeah, hard. Well, I mean, I, I think that is a very good segue into that uh, in terms of yeah. how, and this kind of applies to a lot of sports too. So when you talk about stacking, are you talking about one team stacking? Are you talking about a game stack? Because if you do just take nine random people, that's essentially like trying to hit a nine player prop parlay. Exactly. It is no different. And so, no, you definitely want to stack in baseball. A lot of people will just be like, one, two, three, four, five. And that's their stack. Um, the creative guys, the ones that are winning all the money are mixing in like, you know, lower lineup stacks, mid stacks, kind of jumping the two guy and doing a little bit of variance. Because for instance, if you just go out and stack the first five Dodgers, there's going to be thousands of teams, thousands that start with that exact five core. And now you're trying to beat them with your one-offs. And so there, if, then if you stack that game, well, now you have thousands more of those unique lineups and then you've just nailed it down to, well, now you got to beat them with just your pitching. So you really need to think about the game theory perspective when you do stack and not just be a blind stacker. That's why I love our, our Saber Sim uh, optimizer because it, it has like an intelligent stacking and you can basically tell the games that you want to stack. And instead of getting like 100 lineups, like some lineup optimizers, in which if you don't know the proper settings and, you know, take a five, five course, uh, five hour course at a college to be able to figure it out, you're not going to really be competitive when you submit 150 lineups. This thing you could literally, my wife does, it goes on. And then no, don't give me the wife, uh, the wife thing from the, the bachelor. She has her own account. Um, 
I set myself up for that on fucking Twitter, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't at me, please. Um, but anyway, she can actually have a competitive 150 lines with literally no clue of what she's doing. And no, she has not won the Millie Maker yet. And she is not profitable. But she does have fun when we're sweating like the football games together versus her just kind of being annoyed at me yelling at the screen all day. Like I, like I mentioned before, like I want to have a sweat in this. Well, let's say I had a hundred dollars to invest. I'm just looking at the DraftKings lobby right now. Like, am I better off playing 10 lineups in this $10 like millionaire maker? Or am I better off playing the hundred dollar single entry that has like 200 people in it? I would do that or the three entry 33. If it's still up, I haven't looked at the lobby, but they usually have a three max 33 or somewhere in that ballpark. Maybe it's a 27, three max. $27? Yes. There but is, that's an, there is a yeah, $27, $27 3-max. That's a good one. That's a really good one because it's frustrating to just have one set of lineups and then it doesn't go well and then you're just dead. I like you know having a little bit of exposure spread around. Yeah. I, I've had in other sports, I've had the most success in single entry in 3-max where you know, mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy like in golf or in football to play like the – the 20 max for $4 one and just throw in 20 lineups and be like, Hey, am I doing well? And it turns out I never really do all that well, but in the single entries, I actually do have some success. So when you're thinking about constructing a lineup, whether it be for a single entry versus having multiple lineups in like a 20 max or 150 max entry thing, does that change your stacking strategy or are you still stacking in something like that? Yeah, I'm still stacking. I mean, shoot. I know a lot of people don't like stacking in cash, but I've, I've stacked many a times in cash because I'm more like, that's more my gambling mentality. I feel like if I'm on this team and I think they're going to score seven, eight runs, like why not just stack them? And, you know, sometimes I know a lot of real hardcore cash players say that's totally incorrect. Um, but that's probably why I don't play cash games anymore too, Pat. Uh, Cause I, I don't really see the value in those unless you're a really consistent grinder that can do it every single day and grind out that, that ROI. But to me, you really want to be looking at those GPPs, have fun with it, like you said. And then if you become more serious, then you start moving up in the price points and then you're lowering the, the, the uh, people you're going against as you go up in price. And that makes it a lot easier. Although those guys become much, much sharper as you go up in price. So the old uh, adage, I, hold on a second. I don't know. Uh, if that's, I don't know if that's always true. Uh, that, that's because I know a few people who are god awful at DraftKings, but just have a lot of money, so they play in the higher stakes contests, and they're not. You good. do get the big dead whale fish. I'm not. Uh, yeah, you do dead money. You do for sure. But then you're also playing, you know, freaking Empire Maker and Chipotle and Papa, and those guys do not play. So there's definitely a, a combo of the two. You will have to beat me and all the and all those guys and those higher level tournaments which you know is a little more difficult even though like you said there is some some dead money at the bottom of the pool yeah but i mean in a one-off DraftKings contest let's say i'm playing you in the 550 dollar uh but mm-hmm. it's a 550 dollar let's just pretend like it has a thousand people in it or something like that actually here's one right here uh the 101k perfect game 333 dollar entry uh, 220k to first, and there's 337 people in it. I have a better chance of beating you in that than I do beating the field in the 117,000 entry ten dollar. Yeah, the mathematics would back you up heavily. Yes, agreed. Yep. So, so that would be just sort of some of the differentiation. Like if you did want to up your game, 
that you do have a better chance of winning some of these smaller contests. Can you walk me through, um, like, if I am going to FTNDaily.com and I want to get into baseball this time around, which I do want to get into baseball this time around, can you just give me, Mm -hmm. like, a starting point of where I should be looking, what I I should be looking at when it comes down to it? Can you just show me? (laughs) Yeah, so this is amazing, uh, if I may say so. Of course, I think it's amazing because we developed it, but... uh, this is the first time I've ever seen this in DFS where every single one of our pros and just so you know, we have four Millie makers on the staff. We have the current NBA live final champion. Uh, and we have this guy, Javi who literally wins every dollar in DFS over the last year. I've really never seen anything like Javi. I'm sh- I know you've been following him on Twitter, Pat. Yeah. Um, I, I started, guy- all I do is see like screenshots for like 10 K per night in like league of legends. What the fuck is this? Like uh, how is this guy winning every sport? <laughs> yeah. He's a top 20 grinder uh, per the, the RG rankings. And it's in like nine different sports that he's in the top 100. So he's not just like doing one sport really well and getting that ranking up. And he's also not an MME guy. He's not a 150 lineups guy. He's a three lineup guy and he's obsessed with sitting in chat. Uh, he loves sitting in chat and just going over his lineups. Um, so it, to me, like Javi is one of the up and coming stars in DFS and you'll be hearing his name quite a bit, but like we have the whole fantasy golf team, like Drew Matthews, who you've had on the show quite a bit, Millie maker guy, um, Axis and Skyler. And those three guys are beasts in the golf game. Um, to the point where I've actually won some money last week, and I don't know a single golfer. Yeah, well, I mean, I, there is one face that I don't see up there. Uh, we're not going to count Brad. Brad Evans as one of the pros. <laughs> well, he's not an MLB guy, right? That's, that's fair. So can you or just go back to MLB for a second? Can you show people yeah. what – you get so off topic on this. This is what I thought was pretty cool. Like, So it, it, they submit their lineups, and you can see like the exposure that they have amongst everyone? Personally, these are our guys' personal exposure. So – AJ Pollock is our number one guy up across all of our, our pros. So let's do golf because that's like just started, right? We're talking let's about to Kevin. We're talking about baseball. Okay. <laughs> People, this isn't a PGA show. It's a fucking MLB show. <laughs> it just, cause all we have is a showdown slate. So let me see if they load, let's see if they loaded their picks for tomorrow. Yeah. See, not yet. So as soon as we get lineups, we're all load our lineups in here tomorrow. And to me, this is groundbreaking, especially when it comes to football. I mean, do you want to know who Two Gun, who literally plays seventy-five to hundred grand uh, a day in on a Sunday? I would like to know who he's playing. Um, so that's kind of what's what's so cool about this technology is you can really see who we're playing, and there's full transparency here. Right. Yeah, well, let's say I want to go make, I don't want to copy someone else's picks. Let's say I just want to go in and make my own picks. Uh, what, what am I doing there? Like, what, what are the tools that I can use to just you know, kind of help me get along? Like you said, swinging strike rate. That's something that yep. I want to be somewhat sticky. Even K per nine is something that I'm looking at, or just even like you said, the barrel rate. Like, I don't exactly, I, I conceptualize what all these things mean, but like, how do I actually apply those into making my picks? Well, I mean, we're going to have a, top five stacks article every day uh a consensus pick of like all of our favorite stacks and then of course uh like our flagship guy is tenacious d david jones who's also just a a absolute beast in mlb dfs so he'll be telling you his exact stacks and he takes contrarian to like a whole nother level to the point where we argue a lot i mean he refuses to eat chalk just refuses which in baseball is a really good attribute to have because we know the failure rate in baseball 
is so high, but like you see this stack target, you can kind of see here's you're going to be your picture of the day. Um, this will be updated every day and we can kind of see like, well, let's see the hard hit percentage. Okay, well, the Phillies have absolutely killed Archie Bradley um, and on and on. We have quite a bit of these really quick tools to just give you something quick and fast to go along with all the content. You know, here's your line drive rate, your home run to fly ball rate, and it's going to be updated every single day to kind of just give you a quick, you know, who's in play today. Like, obviously, you can see the Rays. If this Gerson Batista is on the lineup, is on the mound, is someone we really want to focus on. Uh, those types of things. And then, of course, you can do just the optimizer, which is pretty awesome because it's going to also give you ownership percentage, which we know is everything in baseball because well, of what can, I just said. So is, is ownership percentage in baseball more important than it is in some of the other sports? Because, I mean, I kind of get is. bogged down too much about this in golf. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like I focus too much on it sometimes instead of just playing the good guys. I'm like, wow, the good guy is going to be too owned. I'll play the shitty guy who's no one else is going to have. And then I play. I'm like, oh, this guy sucks. Like, this isn't good. Yeah, there's good chalk and bad chalk. I know it's a very common term, but it's just true. I don't care what anyone says. There are guys like CMC. When we know he's probably going to score like 40 points, you kind of need him in your cash lineup or you're dead. Um Footballs, there's only so many guys that can put up 40 points, and it's a lot more predictable. You know, not a lot of people are just going to pop out of nowhere for 40 points. In baseball, people pop out of nowhere all the time for 40 points. You know, they hit two home runs a, a game. That two home runs is the same as Cody Bellinger hitting two home runs. And even though Cody Bellinger is my hero and my idol, and I love him to death, like he still fails 70% of the time. So that's what makes percentage so valuable in baseball. So, you know, we will have our own aggregate FTN ownership ranking. So what we're basically doing is taking Kyle's ownership projections baseline. We've loaded it up into this Google sheet in which all the pros have access. And so if I think Cody Bellinger is going to be more like 65% owned, which I think he may be, I will adjust that. And then, so we're going to get our, our new, FTN ownership percentage in addition to Sabersim, which you're seeing here, which will be one of the many uh, ownerships that we're taking into account to get to our final number. So this is going to be really cool for the industry too, because ownership has kind of been a hard thing to get and there's very few people that offer it. So we're excited that we're going to have like this new way to give you an aggregate ownership percentage. That's really cool. So do you do you mess around with showdown much at all? Like, is that a part of your repertoire? You just like still kind yeah. of feeling that out? No, I'm all about the showdowns. I was resistant at first, but I love them. I mean, I really like them, especially uh, golf because I can't. I have massive. Kevin, we're talking about baseball. I'm just telling you, like <laughs> showdown slates are great. I love them because they just they're quick, right? I can't take a four day sweat. So baseball is fantastic too because it's. If you have a Sunday night primetime game and you lost all your money on the regular sweat, you just win it all back on the showdown. Don't you know how that works? Yes, yes. I, I, I've tried to do that a few times in many sports, and then I just end up losing like double my money. But is there any particular <laughs> showdown strategy for baseball in particular that you think that just if I'm jumping in, like I, I don't think I've actually ever played a showdown baseball contest. If I yep. jump into that and want to play, what are like three things I need to know? Uh, it, to follow Tenacious D, David Jones, I am the football showdown guy, but honestly, I, I don't have 
I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm a professional showdown MLB guy. He took down something like five of those last year, just outright wins. And it's again, remember I told you he's Mr. Contrarian. I think that's really the guys that are going to take down those hundred thousand person showdown slates are someone who really kind of is willing to go off, off the chalk, if you will. Uh, that said, it's going to probably be like three chalk plus three contrarian. It's, they're really, really something else as far as trying to find a combo of maybe one guy that's 10% or less because everybody in the slate carries such a high percentage. Um, like if you look at the showdown slates tonight, it's going to be extreme ownership with a few guys, especially on the Dodgers-Giants game because who the hell wants to roster a Giant? So I imagine the guys that have the balls to go stack Giants, and if Kershaw blows up, they're going to win all the money. So like, how do you, but I remember uh, it was Drewby who's also really awesome uh, at Showdown. Oh, he is great at Showdown. He is yep. the Showdown master. And one of the things that he told me was like, you know, having an optimizer, that really helps for your playing multiple yes. lineups and all of this and try to cover some bases. But he kind of just said, tell yourself a story of how the game is going to go. Oh, absolutely. And like, ha- like it, when I'm thinking about baseball, like, so a Kershaw blow up, for example. Um, that's how, if you want to do the giant stack, obviously you're not using Clayton Kershaw in your giant stack lineup. That would at least seem obvious. Maybe I'm wrong uh, as it comes down to that. But if we're thinking about it through those terms, like, does that mean I take Dodgers li- or uh, Giants lineup with Giants pitcher? Or like, how do I figure out the pitching in that circumstance? So I go to the bullpen for my pitchers to save some money. Like that's where I get confused. Same, because to me, uh, you probably want to go double pitching most of the time is my guess. And so if you notice what I started to do is as you were talking, build 150 lineups to see what Sabersim recommends as far as uh, their exposures. And you can see how vast this thing is. So basically what it's doing is it's simulating, you can see the pool size. It simulates 1500 lineups and then it pulls the 150 best. And so you can kind of see here, exposure so there it is Garrett Cole is their number one exposed player and then they really spread it out over everybody else so and then you can kind of go to team stacks and there there's only two teams of course so (laughs) but you can see how cool this is as far as 150 because who's going to build 150 hand lineups because what's so crazy about this is you want to leave money on the table. And psychologically, that's hard for a lot of us to like stop at 46,000. Right, Pat? Isn't that weird? Yeah, I I would think that it's probably more important to leave money on the table in a showdown contest versus an yep. overall slate. Well, it might still be a prudent move in an overall slate if you can manage it. But like I'm just thinking back to other sports uh, that I'm just more familiar with, whether it be golf, because there's just so many players in golf that it's unless you're on all of the chalk, if you leave a hundred dollars on the table, you're probably going to have a unique lineup in football. There are so many different positions that it's hard to have your lineup duplicated, but for something like MMA, which kind of reminds me of how you set up these showdown slates where you only have like six fighters now on a card, like there is this weekend where there's 15 fights, that's a bit different, but sometimes there's like 10 fights and you know, there's only so many different combinations that you can actually make. Now, 
if you end up on all of the same guys as someone else and you you know use max out your salary cap or even leave 200 on the table you might end up with the same lineup as a lot of people now it could be the ultimate all optimal lineup and that's what you need but if you're thinking about winning this solo that leaving like 400 on the table i would think for something like DraftKings showdown for mlb that like you could leave 1500 on the table and like roll the dice oh, yeah. that way oh yeah like so their default is 47.5 like honestly i would probably set this to more like 42.5 and then rerun it and then you're going to get a lot more just unique lineups than some guy who's hand building. But what it did show and what we were, why we did this in the first place was to see how important they view those two stud pitchers are. And you can see, they pretty much really want you to play those two guys. They want you to play uh, Scherzer and Cole. It's just going to be really, really difficult to uh, compete with hitters. If those guys go out and put up 30 points a piece, it's just, almost impossible all right so, so i guess i was gonna say it's gonna be almost everything you know all right well, let's veer away from from DraftKings strategy for a second just baseball in general you love baseball what is it that you're the most excited about about this season besides baseball actually just restarting and actually happening like what what gets you jazzed up for this season oh the dodgers by far so like i went to the world series against the astros and knowing that they were cheated out of that now makes me so angry that I want to see every single Astro just take one right in the chest. Like, so I am following the Astros shame tour on Twitter or whatever it's called. It's a fantastic Twitter account where the whole thing is basically just highlighting pitchers hitting Astros this year. So yeah, it's purely out of vengeance. Uh, I want Dodger uh, world series and I want Astros to get hit by the most pitches in a 60 game history. So you're advocating violence is what you're saying. You know, just, just on the lakes, you know, keep it low. I'm not above, I'm not for the above the belt bean ball, but uh, yes, as an old school baseball guy, I believe that if you steal world series from people, you may have to take a couple bean balls. Well, how do you know that the, it turns out that some of these other teams were cheating too. How do you know the Dodgers weren't cheating and they just weren't good at it? Oh, damn it, Pat. Um, if we can't even cheat and win, this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> because we're just, you know, LA people, we would never cheat. We're all just really upstanding citizens. And uh, I did not know that, but I am a little bit uh, cautious of Red Sox. I do believe there was a little bit of shenanigans going on there as well. Um, so I am very happy to have Mookie as a Dodger because I know that destroys Boston souls. Are, if you had to... Are you if you had to cap the MVP race, would Mookie be, I mean, yep. obviously Mookie for you because you're a homer, apparently. No, uh, Bellinger would be the guy on the Dodgers still. Really? Yeah, the, the, the reigning MVP. That's right. Well, I mean, uh, how often besides, like, has Mike Trout even ever won back-to-back MVPs? Well, point. You know, great point as far as that goes. Uh, but I don't know that Mookie's going to, you know, the transition from American to National League doesn't always go that well for folks. Um there is some, I think, a lot of history that shows a little bit of first-year regression, and then they pick it back up. He's going to have to see a lot of new pitchers. Uh, but that said, he's also being put into one of the most potent lineups I've ever seen. Like, it's insane, the Dodgers lineup. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if you look at the odds, if we wanted to go back and look at that, I would bet that Betts is the smarter pick for the odds to get the extra juice. Yeah, I'm just looking right now. Let's see if we can go player props. 
Oh, I'm sorry, player futures. Do they have MVP? I don't know if they do have MVP or not. They don't. That's probably that's probably smart when it comes down to it. Or at least I can't find it. <laughs> Let's see. Let's put in bets. Short season specials. Will there be a no hitter? Hmm. There you go. I found it. Okay, what do we got here? We got DraftKings five fifty. Five fifty. All yep. right. And now let's look at Bellinger. Oh, awards. Here we go. I should have just clicked that. <laughs> NL MVP. Yeah, Mookie Betts is the favorite for NL MVP. Oh, wow. Look at Kev. Not on it. Wow. Not even close, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, good, good looking out on that. Who would be, okay, let's say it's a non-Dodger <laughs> for NL MVP. Where do you think you would go with that? Mm, Non-Dodger NL MVP. Uh, let's go with, hmm. I really don't know, man. Like, I don't really deal with awards and things that don't make me money, and I don't bet on these awards, but I'm trying to think of a Cub. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't have an answer for you on an MVP, my man. That's a terrible thing to say on a radio show, isn't it? Shouldn't I just make up a name? This is Yeah, this is also just a video show as well. You're just appearing via the radio. You're, you're jumping back into this world doing, uh, doing appearances, Kevin. It, it's a good look on you. It's been years, to be honest with you. Uh, I have been article boy for the last three years, so this is all uh, very much new, and I am months behind on all research because I just opened uh, four websites and hired 70 people. Yeah, but now now is your time to shine. It's baseball season, and then we're going to get football season back right away. Like, you're going to be overwhelmed with content. You can you can just leave, like, being a CEO to the side here because – the reason, I mean, when I say you were like the 80th choice to be on this show, I was kind of joking about that. The main reason I did want to have you on is because you nail these props. It's like, oh, my God. So I should just be reading what you're doing then. Yeah, well, my NFL preseason props are the nuts, if I may say so. I hit it a 70% rate last year. I, did, I didn't track it or I can't find it the year before, but I was very good. I went 15-2 and two in the Super Bowl. I was, you know, over 30 units for the entire NFL season. Uh, yeah, I am more dialed in on football already that right now than I am baseball, which is strange, but that, you know, I write a 15,000 word article every week for football. That is my, my job is to be Mr. Football. I just used to pitch uh, up, up into college and, you know, uh, our town is all about pitching. It's where Trevor Bauer and about 10 other real famous major league pitchers are from. And I've just kind of bred pitching in baseball my cousin is a pitching coach on the San Francisco Giants, um, and I like to remind him that I taught him how to pitch because he's much younger than I am. <laughs> um, but so I come from a real big baseball background and baseball family, and so that's kind of where my pitching acumen came from. But if I had to rank it, it's, ba- it's football one, football two, and then baseball three as far as like my overall knowledge. Well, the viewer, I don't know how you're going to factor this into your, your modeling or your projections, but Tim Andercus has selected the Mets because he picks the Mets every single year against the A's in the World Series. Do you have a World Series? Dodgers versus who in the World Series? He's going to go chalk and say Yankees? Uh, I mean, if, if it's not the Yankees that are going to do it, like, can I give you a real, like a sleeper to beat the, the Dodgers and one that uh, MLB moving averages is all over, both over wins, and for if you want to just take a long shot, is the Reds. He really likes the Reds. What is it? Just because is doesn't Trevor is Trevor Bauer's on the Reds now, right? Yes. Is it yep. just because you love Trevor Bauer? 
No, 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 it's not me. This is an MLB moving averages play. Uh, this is, I will not take any credit for it. And I don't even know the rationale behind it. I just know that he is, he and a lot of very sharp baseball people are all on the Reds this year. Well, the Reds currently to win the National League are 11 to 1. Uh, obviously that their, you know, World Series odds would be higher than that. But like that seems pretty good, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, about, you know, especially for the NL pennant, like plus 1100 on DraftKings. Yeah, plus, and, and 25 to 1 to win the World Series on DraftKings as well. Yeah, see, and you can see that their win total has actually been priced up so now it's actually getting into a more uncomfortable range i believe it was at 30 and a half and i know one win doesn't seem like a lot but it is what <laughs> one, one, one win is no well, one win over the course of 162 games would be a right. lot over 60 games it's an awful lot it is it really is um that's so that's they're an interesting team to take and then as far as like you the rays always seem like one of those teams especially in like a short sample size uh, the way that they mix and match their relievers and they're they were like already waiting for this prepared for this because <laughs> shit they managed the whole season like that last year right where they didn't really care about having a set starting staff they could mix and match right left all the time they're one of the most analytical franchises and that's why they do it that's why you also see the dodgers taking out pitchers so often because they go by the analytics and they pretty much stick to it all right. Any final thoughts about this upcoming baseball season, Kevin, before we get out of here? Yeah, just to tail my K props, because once I start going and I have all my data and things uh, flowing, it's going to be a lot of fun once again. Um, and, you know, just come on over to FTN, check out all of our free stuff. We have a 25% off uh, promo right now for grand opening, but it's only good for 48 hours. And then we're going back up to our normal prices. Uh, so take advantage of that for sure. And that's the same over on FTN bets is what you get my, my betting package over there. Yeah. And use promo code Mayo and get yourself one of them discounts. So thank you for coming on at magic sports guy on Twitter. If you want to figure it all out and check out the team over at FTN, appreciate you coming on, man. So like after two weeks, we should be really tailing your props day to day. No, I mean, definitely. I'm when I get off the phone right now, it's into umpire data. That's one thing I didn't even talk about. Like, until I know who's behind the plate and I know the catcher, because I also have like a framing model that we look at. So, the, you know, the combo of framing and umpire, there's a lot going on here. And until I know the lineups, the umpires, weather, it's irresponsible for me to give a pick. All right. I like it. I, you want to be as prudent as possible. Unlike me, who's just making claims and making picks. I guess that's why you have the website and I'm here behind a microphone. That's just the way that it works. Anyway, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin deprecating Pat Mayo, the, uh, the golden voice of DFS. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one's tailing me for a whole lot of success, but put it that way. Anyway, FTN bets, FTNDaily.com. Kevin Adams and the Fade the Noise team. Thanks for being on. Use promo code Mayo. I'm Pat Mayo. You can actually follow me for my losing picks on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at the PME sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Smash the like button for the video. And in the comment section, give me your favorite future for the MLB season four, the condensed 20. 20 schedule. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.